Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome back to Ignite Your Spark with me, your host, Kim Duff Selby. Today, I can't wait to help you get your shine on with a fabulous woman named Keisha Gallagos. Oh, I'm not sure I pronounced it. <laughs> okay, well, she'll correct me. But um, Keisha, I have known for a few years, and she is a delightful, shining light. Everybody who meets her com comments on that fact. And you can tell that she just vibrates with energy and positivity. And of course, she has a host of credits. She's a certified master life coach and author of a great book called The Little Book of Big Mojo. I love that book. And she's a medium and an intuitive consultant. She also coaches private clients and teaches classes on, don't we all want to find out our life purpose, life purpose, empowerment. I'm all about women empowering women. She teaches intuition and spirituality, and all these things are right up my alley. So welcome, Keisha. Thank you for joining me from Austin, Texas. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kim. I'm excited to be here. Well, me too. The premise of this podcast is to help others ignite their spark. Even if they're feeling sparkly, I think there are days when you and I know that we don't always feel our optimal best. So before we get into you and your offerings, because I'm really excited to hear about, you know, your development as a medium, but how do you maintain your inner spark? How do you get up and glow every day? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, one thing I use a lot is music to help me feel either grounded and centered or to feel excited or to calm down. Um, I feel like music is a very, um, it's an underutilized drug <laughs> <laughs> that we can use. Cause remember like when we were teenagers and we'd make like a mixtape or we'd, you know, we'd get ready with our girlfriends in the bathroom playing music and stuff. And I feel like that gets lost as we get older. Um, and, and so I, rediscovering music again um and and you know not listening to the news as much kind of having my my time to listen to the news but then making sure i have all this other time to ingest the kind of energy that i want to exude mm. that that is such the way you stated that about music is really important because i'm a big believer in in music as well but you brought me back to like 16 years old with my girlfriends and it could have been Michael Jackson, I'm not sure, but just jamming and here, use my mascara, here, use my lipstick, things we can't share right now. Yeah. But it, that really, the power of music, I think, is underrated. I do too. And, and we forget that it's, it's available to us. You know, we just get kind of stuck in ruts and we forget that energizing music and, and I would just say energizing things in general. One of, one of the things that I'm really passionate about when I coach my clients is about what enter, what people and things and environments energize you and what deplete you. Mm. Because, you know, I think editing out things is just as important as what you bring in. So things that are, are, that really take away from your personal energy and from your feelings of 
you know, faith in the world. <laughs> I try to keep those to a low roar. It's very hard to do right now. Um, and even I'm struggling with the right balance with that. Um, but I notice a, a discernible difference in my energy when I am um, being very careful about the things that I bring in and I'm very careful about who I let in and I have no problem letting go of things that bring me down. And I think that that's a really great message for people today. Let go. We don't have to hold on to the friendships or the beliefs or the thought patterns that we had. I am also a big proponent of encouraging people to step outside of their rut, to change the neural pathways, yeah. to do something different. And that's nice that you give your clients permission because we often need permission. So we're giving everybody listening permission to step outside your comfort zone and let go of things that no longer serve you, whether it's a person or a thought pattern, a belief. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. And people absolutely need permission to do that because you know, you're, you're a nice girl if you let everybody sit at the lunch table with you. And that, that's really nice when you're 12. But, you know, as an adult person, there are people that are just not good for you. Um, and I, I just feel like it, we need permission to, you know, go with God and also leave me alone. Yeah, I agree with you. And I hope that, that people who are younger learn that at a younger age than we, it took us, you know, I was the first person to say yes to every volunteer job that ever came around because I'm a people pleaser and I wanted people to like me. And I think if you aren't a people pleaser, that makes you a better person in a way. Gives you better boundaries. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm a recovering people pleaser too. Um, and, and I mean, just having relationships out of obligation, having um, jobs and volunteering and things out of obligation because you want people to think something special about you, um, not because it really moves your soul or you really want to do it. That's, that's a huge thing to let go of. Huge, huge. Yeah. And thank you for that message and reminder. And when you work with clients, now, you're a life coach, but you're also a medium and you're intuitive. Mm -hmm. And when you are working with clients, are they coming to you primarily because they are searching for their life purpose? Or are they, I'm assuming that they come to you for a reason, or maybe they just need to be lifted up. I don't know. How, mm -hmm. What kind of people... Are attracted to you. I mean, I'm attracted to you as a person because of your light. And that's what I think everybody needs to shine their light. And I believe everybody has a light. But I know that people go to coaches for different reasons. I've been to them, mm -hmm. you know, go to them. I, I'm a, just a big believer. Yeah. I would say most people come to me when they're in a transition mm. of some kind where they are looking for um, a boost. They're looking for some uh, actual steps of how do I build a bridge to get where I want to go? So there's a lot of that. Sometimes it's, I don't know where I want to go, but I know I don't want to stay here. So sometimes it's the courage to leave a relationship. Sometimes it's the courage to, um, find a new career. Sometimes it's about building boundaries in their lives. Sometimes it's about giving people permission to be who they really want to be. Um, and, and work through all of the societal expectations that have been placed on us 
um, and really do what, that thing that we want to do. A lot of it is about empowerment um, for me. And then the intuitive process is just something that um, I actually did intuitive readings before I was ever a coach. And the reason that coaching was so attractive to me was because one of the reasons I didn't like doing readings for people was because I felt like people turned their power over to me and I didn't want that kind of power. It's not for me to have. It's, it's for everyone to make their own destiny. And so um, I didn't like the idea of when people would come to me too often for readings or, or turn over too much of their power. And so it kind of scared me. Um, and then when I found coaching, I realized, gosh, this is the part I really enjoy about the intuitive readings is, okay, now that you have this information, what are you going to do with it? And so um, what, I just, what I figured out about, you know, a year or two into to coaching clients regularly was, gosh, you know, I'm using my intuition every day and I'm just not saying anything. Um, I'm actually reading their energy and picking up on things and they didn't realize that they just thought I was really perceptive. So I kind of had to come out of the closet myself and say, you know, oh, hey, um, actually, it's kind of a two for one deal here. You know, you're getting a, <laughs> you're getting an intuitive consultation while you're getting um, a coaching session. And that seemed to work really well. And I was shocked at how, first of all, everybody was very positive about it. And I didn't get any negative feedback whatsoever. Actually, people were like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome. And I, I was really pleased because I was afraid of people thinking I was weird. Well, I think it's so important that that is one of your gifts and something I'm sure you are passionate about, but we always hide that part of us. I think more and more now people are coming out with the fact that, oh yeah, well, I can, you know, I, I get senses from that person, you know, and I, I get that. I mean, I hid that part of me for a long time. I grew up in a spiritualist household. I've, as, as I go on with this uh, podcast, people will learn bits and pieces about me. I try to divulge a little info as <laughs> in each episode, but I am a big believer in intuition, medium, spiritualism. I believe there are forces greater than ourselves at play, things that are seen, unseen. But I love that when you opened yourself up to your clients, they were receptive. And I think that the time was right for you to do that. You knew instinctively they were receptive because you were offering them so much value, what you do. And I also want to go back to what you said about people giving up their power, because I think that as women, and I, I certainly hate to spin a circle around it, it's not just women, but we tend to give up our power more than men is what I have noticed. And I certainly gave up my power when I was a young teenager to a boy. You know, I let him slap me. I let, you know, I was physically and emotionally abused because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be loved. And I think everybody, my, my light was dimmed. I had to bring myself back. But I think it's really important, the work that you are doing, coaching people through issues, helping empower them to be their best selves. And it's, that's such a gift you have. Thank you. So, well, I, I was just going to say, I think the, the part that's, um, that I haven't said yet is that my favorite thing to do is help other people be in touch with their own intuition. That 
I don't have all the answers for them, but they sure do. And so helping, helping people trust themselves through their own intuition is one of my favorite things to do because what's more empowering than learning how to trust yourself? So everyone is intuitive in their own way. And so I like to help people tune into what does that mean and what does it look like and how can I use that to make my life better? And that just, that's just one of those things that is just my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I don't always trust my intuition. I try really hard. Is there, well, this just came to me. Is there a little tip or a trick that you can give someone or the, give the listeners right now that could, you know, in a minute or so that could help them access their intuition? What's a great way to do that? I think the first thing is just trust what you get and, and start with something small. Like, which direction should I go if I'm uh, trying to figure out, you know, where to find the salami at the grocery store? (laughs) Just sort of start small with something that is not super important and just play with it. It's it's fun and it's it's a sense that we all have. And so if we can, um, it's, you know, first answer, best answer. Sometimes what I notice with intuition is it comes in very rapidly and then we talk ourselves out of it. So if you can just allow the first thing that came to you to be an answer, especially when we start with very small stakes things, and then allow, uh, act on it and notice how many times you're actually right. And then notice when your mind gets in the way and it starts to make up a story about why that can't be right or let's use logic here. And the thing is that, um, what I've noticed about people in their lives is the more you use your intuition and the more you rely on it, the better your life gets, Mm -hmm. but then also put it through the funnel of logic. So, you know, if you get some big intuitive impressions about something fantastic, but then also make sure that what you're doing makes sense logically. So um, it's not mutually exclusive, you know, use them together. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I really, I also have heard, and I've tried to do that, is to just, well, of course, still your mind and meditate and then maybe think on a question and write down the first thing that comes. Maybe, I think everybody works differently, whether it's writing or thinking or, I mean, I think even listening to music, you can get answers to questions because you're letting go of one part of your your brain and letting the other one open up. Well, setting an intention, setting a clear intention about what you want to know, and then allowing those, you know, signs or synchronicities or intuitive impressions to come. Intuition is much simpler than we make it. We make it so complicated because we think it's this mystical power that only a few people have. And that's just not true. It's, I've built my intuition to be where it is only because I practiced it. Um, but I don't think I'm necessarily any more intuitive than anyone else. It's just that I've practiced it for so long and learned to really trust it. Do you think that in this time of the virus, which shall not be named, mm-hmm. that people are really tuning in more? Do you think that I've read lots of things about that and people are really, because we have more time at home, that we're able to be still and calm and maybe hopefully people are tuning into their intuition more. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely think they are. Um, and it's it, because we have more time at home and we are searching for answers and we're trying to know the unknowable. And so um, I, I definitely think people are wanting to know more about their intuition 
um, art. The last couple of intuition classes that I've offered, um, I sold out, which wasn't always the case before, um, but just within the, the virus that shall not be named time. <laughs> uh, it's been very, very popular. So I can say just from a personal experience, I know that, um, that that's the case. And, and I take classes myself. So I've been taking more classes as well. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I think it is. I think the hardest part though, honestly, Kim, is that we're in so much fear and fear stops your intuition. Mm. It just stymies it. So being able to take deep breaths and take time for yourself and get out of your head and then come to an intuitive place is helpful. So like, don't try to go be intuitive after you just watch the news. <laughs> it's a bad idea, but maybe after you've done some yoga or you've listened to some music or you've had some meditation time, then try to tune in. Mm, that's a great tip. I actually don't listen to the news. I can't because I'm so sensitive that anything really bothers me. I just can't do it. So I've totally tuned it out. My husband will tell me the things I need to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to hear any more bad news. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about your, I know it's not a new skill, but something that you are accessing more now, and that is being a medium. Mm -hmm. When did you decide to, I know you've always had that ability, but when did you decide to listen to it? Oh gosh, it was probably about eight years ago. Um, and the funny thing was I, I had been stopping myself from learning about it. So it was something that was so, I wanted to do it so badly and I didn't really know how. And so I would read books on it. And, but I mean, like the first time I actually let myself take a class about it um, in person was about eight years ago, I'd say. And it was really that I wasn't allowed, I was like, oh, you know, it's expensive, or I can't, or, you know, uh, I should do other things first, whatever. For some reason, I was just putting it off as if it wasn't something that um, I could or should do. Um, and I, it's just the power of, you know, we just hold ourselves back for dumb reasons. And so once I once I went and I was learning and I was realizing how accessible mediumship was, I thought, God, this is what money is for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> besides taking care of our basic needs, it's really important to be able to learn that and, and indulge in the things that really get us excited. Um, so honestly, that was what was stopping me, which is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, and so you are just lighting your own spark by taking these classes. Yeah, and that is what I, I really want people to know is, oh my gosh, if you have an inkling that there is something that you have always wanted to know, don't stop yourself from taking a class on it. You never know what you'll learn. And books are wonderful, but boy, an, an experience is fantastic. You can make so many amazing friends and learn so many things. It's just, it's so accessible now through Zoom. Gosh, it's amazing. No, I agree. I, I mean, Zoom may not be perfect. I'm taking an improv class on Zoom. I've taken a couple throughout this time. It's definitely challenging. It's definitely challenging, but it's working another part of our brain. We got to work all those pieces. You're working a different dimension of your body. So do you actually, because we might lose some people with the woo-woo stuff, but I don't care because I'm <laughs> all about it. Do you actually communicate with deceased souls 
angels, guides, all yep, of the all, above? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah. It's, it's actually not as weird as it sounds. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird and I'm really, I hate the idea like, oh man, she's off her rocker. Um, but really it's not as strange as it sounds. I mean, it, we, we all know what it feels like to pray. We all know what it feels like to meditate or feel like we got some sort of information that didn't exactly come from our own brain. It's really just putting yourself in the mode or you could call it vibration. You could call it a, um, a zone where you just relax yourself and you center yourself and you kind of push the world out of your mind. And you just open yourself and access all that is and just see who comes through. Um, you set the intention that it's only beings of the light. It, it can be helpful. It needs to be hopeful. Um, it needs to be healing. Um, and, and I mean, I've never encountered a bad spirit. Um, I've, I've only encountered um, helpful beings because I think that's, the majority of what's out there. And I also think it's just what I've decided. I'm not messing around with anything that isn't. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. And it's, it's really tied into opening your intuition as well, isn't it? It sounds very similar. Yeah, it is. You have to trust because it feels, it does feel like you're making it up. There is a sense of, is this really happening or, you know, because, and just know that there will always be that doubt kind of in the back of your mind going, wah, 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 you know, kind of like if you're doing something new or you're trying something or you're being brave and there's always that little piece of your head that says, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be doing this, wah, 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 you know, um, to just go, yeah, yeah, I know. And just keep doing it anyway. Mm. Now, do you work, do you teach mediumship to other people? I have, um, in, in a limited way. Um, I love to help people get in touch with their spirit guides. That's really super fun. Um, spirit guides are so cool. And by the way, they're super bored because we are not accessing them enough. We have this weird, you know, um, idea in our minds that they are busy and that our little desires and things that we need from them are uh, pitiful and, oh, I would never want to bother. It's like, no, no, that's what they're there for. They're dying to get involved. So if I get, you know, how did anybody know, gosh, don't be afraid to ask for little things, you know, ask for a parking space angel, <laughs> ask for, you know, all kinds of things. They love to help. It's amazing. Okay, this is so much fun. Uh, I, I am loving it. I have a million questions about that. I did attend a seance, my first seance. They called them seances back in the day. Yeah. When I was five years old. I oh, learned about God. spirit guides. I've learned about angels. Yeah. I learned a lot of things which I suppressed for many years as a teenager and young adult because it was strange yeah. and odd. So I would like to be able to, to access that you yeah. know, again. And when, do you have people who come to you specifically to have you read for them as a medium to get in yes. touch with people who've passed? Yes. And it's, it's such a wonderful healing tool because grief is just so difficult. We're just not socialized to do that in this culture. Um, and it's, it can be so healing for someone to, because think about what mediumship is. First of all, it's proof of an afterlife. So proof of an afterlife 
will change someone's world to know that their loved one is not gone. Their loved one lives on in a different realm and that we will be able to access that when it's time for us to go. That is a huge thing to be able to help someone with. And then if they uh, get evidence that's helpful, they know that their loved one is there because of the details that the medium brings through and that there may be um, confirmations of things that um, have happened in your life uh, since that person has passed. Like, oh yeah, your mom's telling me that uh, you're knitting a blanket for your son. Um, or, you know, uh, good luck with that job interview on Friday. Those things are things that, um, you know, a medium, a good medium wouldn't know. Um, and so, when you're able to kind of provide that sort of uh, evidence of, of that that loved one is still with you and seeing what's happening with you and connected with you, that can help lift the burden of grief so much. Oh, yes. You know, as we round up, I think that's a great, <laughs> it, it just came to me using mm -hmm. that intuition that that is how you can help someone ignite their spark if they have lost a loved one, if they are grieving, because certainly your spark is not shining then. I lost both my parents at a young age. They, I was in my 20s and they were, you know, my age. But I was able, because of the foundation I had and believed that they were still with me on a different plane, that that helped me reignite the spark that went out when they passed from this earth plane to the next. And this is what you have as a gift. Well, you have so many gifts, but this is something that can really help ignite someone's spark, start their glow going again. And I'm all about helping others ignite their spark so they can share their light with others. And Keisha, you do a re remarkable job of empowering people to share their light. And as we finish this wonderful interview, which has gone way too quickly. Do you have anything else that you could recommend for people or a, an uplifting something that you might want to say to them, hmm. our listeners? I think just that we're not alone. And the world that we are in is not all there is. That there is a force that's bigger than all of us. That is a benevolent force that wants us to be happy and to be fulfilled. And that the best way to tune into that is to allow yourself to indulge in the positive things that we want, you know, immerse yourself in, in the energy and the things you want to learn and the people you want to spend time with. And don't, don't keep putting off um, enjoyment and love and happiness for a later date. It's, it's medicine. We need it now. And that can actually bring you closer to the life that you want if you embrace that now. Don't oh, wait. I love you. Oh, I love you. And you are, you are igniting <laughs> sparks all over the place. Well, thank you, Keisha. Thank you so much. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning in today and always. And I invite you to please subscribe if you are enjoying these podcast interviews because I am so enjoying bringing them to you. I feel so connected to each and every one of you listening. And I am really hoping that your sparks 
are getting lit today. Thanks for tuning in and I'll quote unquote, see you next time.